0: today we come together to continue our vacation theme by taking vacation from stress. And laughter is one of the greatest ways I know of to get away from stress. More seriously, and certainly more church-like, we have been gathering here each week to take a collective vacation from those attitudes and beliefs that keep us From our reason for being on this planet. What is our reason for being here? To express God's love, be God's light, and live God's truth. As a brief review before we delve into today, uh, the third week of August, we took a vacation from a scarcity. And last week, we explored taking a vacation from anger. Who remembers the steps to take a vacation from anger? Number one, be quiet. I loved Abraham Lincoln saying, it is better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to speak out and remove all doubt. Two, be wrong. Make a mistake and admit it. Three, feel loved. And if you can't feel loved, then get love and be loving. Did anyone have an experience with taking a vacation from anger this week using this model? I know that it takes some definite practice, so invite brief sharing in your life about this model and about getting rid of the anger. Today is week three of our vacation, and we're going to look at ways to take a vacation from stress. What are some things that bring on stress? Anybody got any ideas? Huh? Work? Oh, big one, yeah. Oh, you're getting the good ones, aren't you guys? Work, traffic, what else? How about noise? Yeah, noise will do it. I don't know about you, but I can take just so much of certain kinds of music, and then I have to go someplace else. It's stressful. And yet other music, you just go, that's what we have to do is practice. So today, we're going to take a vacation from stress. Now, it's pretty difficult to express God's love, be God's light, and live God's truth when we are all stressed out, isn't it? I find it very difficult. What happens to us when we are stressed? What are some things that happen when you're stressed? Oh. say again. Mm-hmm. How about uh, speeding up your driving? Mm-hmm. I was very surprised. I had to take a driving test the other day. Something about uh, being ancient. Uh, I passed it. But I think I have to do it again next year. Uh, they're, they're saying, well, you did a fine job. But when you're taking those tests, you think about things. And, you know, I'm very comfortable driving. I've been driving since I was 17. Uh, and now, all that time, I had two non-chargeable accidents. One, I was sitting in a light, and a woman plowed into me. And I can remember going back over the seat and seeing her and her car back here. When the police came, they said, are you all right? And I said, well, I got a little stiff tech a little stiff neck, and they said, no wonder. It took me a few years of therapy to get rid of that. But you can do that, and you have the accidents happen in your life, and it's okay. You can move on through them. Stress doesn't have to stay with you because it's there. Anybody here ever do any theater? Yeah. What is it like just before that curtain goes up? Nerves? Yeah. Anybody here old enough to remember Sid Caesar and Emma Jean Kouka? You know, Emma Jean Kouka was just wonderful. For those of you that have seen her, you know what I mean. And yet, her nervousness was such that before every show, she would go on back and throw up. She was a nervous wreck. But when she hit that stage, everything was fine. Oh, stress can come from so many different ways. There's a... a, a well, let me, let me say it this way, because this is what you're going to want to know. Ernest Holmes, in Freedom from Stress, on page 75, wrote, In such degree as we can control our own thinking by shifting the basis of our imaginary, our belief, our emotional and mental reactions to life, we can come to a place individually, of course, and security and happiness, then gradually... As these changes take place within us, there will be a corresponding change in our environment. Do you ever think about that? As you change your way of seeing, your world changes. There's a subtle but extremely powerful reward in realizing that we cannot control the outcome of a situation. It will be what it is. Que sera, sera. Anybody ever hear that? Well, that's where it came from. But we can definitely affect the outcome by what we are, have going on inside of us. Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore in Talks on Truth on page 18 wrote, Thinking is formative. Every thought clothes itself in a life form according to the character given it by the thinker. There's one phrase out of the passage I read you previously that I want us to focus on this morning. We can come to a place individually of security. And of course, the key to that phrase is the word security. When we feel secure, we are stress-free. How many of you uh, were children? Okay, I just wanted to see if you were with me or not. And how many of you have had other children around? And how many of you have noticed children will be screaming and terrified and unhappy, but when the mother or the father takes them in the familiar way, they will calm down and relax and look up in the eyes saying, yeah, this is safe. This is secure. It's Amazing when that happens, isn't it? They don't need somebody saying, well, you must do this and this. They just need a touch. I hold that out to you if you have someone near you, especially a young, young person who's frightened. Hold their hand. If they're closer, give them a hug. What does security mean? Well, the word secure comes from two small Latin words. Se, meaning without, in the French, san, and cure, meaning care. So secure literally means without caring, free from fear and anxiety. Well, We do a lot of things in our outer world to make us feel secure and therefore not stressed, don't we? The only person who is ever truly free from anxiety, free from stress, is the person who has built a faith in God. That essence that is eternal and changeless and yet always changing form. When we believe that God is our security, we are not depending on external circumstances, enough money, possessions, education, achievement, and relationships. These are fine and good, but they are never our true security. And it is the fear of losing these things that causes us stress. Have you ever noticed how much stress is caused by things Losing things, things not behaving, things not going their way. Yeah. The simple truth is that nothing on earth can provide absolute security. Only that which is eternal and changeless behind all that is changing can. What does that say? In this world of form, banks can fail. Businesses can go on the rocks. A thief can steal your money. Countries can go to war. Loved ones, whether they be two-legged or four-legged, will die. But there is a realm where, as Jesus said, neither moth nor rust consumes where thieves do not break through nor steal. And remember these critical words of Jesus. Seek ye first the kingdom and all these things shall be added unto you. Kingdom means realm. Our conscious connection with the indwelling presence, that's our kingdom, our realm, where we can go. The thief that Jesus spoke of can easily steal your wallet, but no thief can steal your knowledge of how to make money. We've all heard stories of people who have had great, great businesses and overnight gone broke and within a few months had a business again. They had that ability. A storm can destroy a building but it can't destroy the architect's ability to create another one. Death can even take away a loved one but cannot take away our ability to love. That which we build in this world is temporary. That which we build within ourselves through conscious connection with the divine is ours forever. So what are some things to look at this morning that we can use to build this internal realm? Of course, there's always prayer and meditation, and I hope you're doing that every day. Those are givens. But in addition, there are three aspects of being present in the moment. One, be here now. You probably heard that an awful lot. Think about it. Think about what it means. Be here now. Not be over there, not be there last year. Be here now. When you're talking to someone, it is important to be here now. Not over there, not over in any other place. Just here now. There's a story well known in Buddhist Zen circles about the Buddha and a flower. One day the Buddha held up a flower in front of an audience. Of 1,250 monks and nuns, he did not say anything for quite a long time. The audience was perfectly silent. Everyone seemed to be thinking hard, analyzing, trying to see the meaning behind the Buddha's gesture. Then suddenly, the Buddha smiled. He smiled because one of the monks in the audience had smiled at him and at the flower. The monk was the only person who smiled and the Buddha smiled back at him and said, have a, I have a treasure of insight and I have transmitted it to you. That story has been discussed by many generations of Zen students and people continue to look for its meaning. Modern day mystic and Vietnamese Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh, the meaning is quite simple. When someone holds up a flower and shows it to you, They want you to see it. If you keep thinking, wondering, analyzing, and questioning, you miss the flower. The monk who was not thinking, who was present to the moment, was able to encounter the flower in depth, and he smiled. Now, I don't know about you, but I do that continuously with children, especially little toddlers. I see them going around looking at the world around them, loving the magical things being protected by their parents, and everything is going so beautifully for them, and they are blessed by it. Have you ever noticed a little child, the way they look at things then? They look at they're so intent on it, and then they're just so overjoyed with it. What is a magical thing is when a child just breaks out in laughter. Why don't we do that? Why don't we take time to look at what's going on? Oh, it's magnificent. If you keep thinking, wondering, analyzing, and questioning, you miss the flower. The monk who was not thinking, who was present to the moment, was able to encounter the p- flower in depth, and he smiled. kichnathan tells of a friend of his who died at the age of 28 in Saigon about 30 years ago. After he died, people found many beautiful fo- poems he had written. Here's one of Tichonot Han's favorites. You have this with you today. Standing quietly by the fence, you smile your wondrous smile. I'm speechless, and my senses are filled by the sounds of your beautiful song, beginningless and endless. I bow deeply to you. The you in the poem is a flower. That morning, as he passed by a fence, he saw a little flower very deeply, and struck by the sight of it, he stopped and wrote that poem. You might think that the poet was a mystic because his way of looking and seeing things is very deep, but he was just as ordinary as you and me. He simply was mindful and in the present. He chose to be here now and to connect with the divine. In Pray and Prosper, Ernest Holmes wrote on page 25, all of our memories of the past will be healed if our communion with the Spirit becomes complete. This is why quiet and secluded spots tend to rest us. But the only quiet and secluded spot in all the universe is at the center of our own being, where pure spirit reigns supreme. It's said that when Thomas Edison was confronted with a problem, the solution of which seemed impossible, he would lie down for 15 or 20 minutes, completely relaxed, letting go of the problem. This was his way of communing with the source of all knowledge. Often he would fall asleep, and upon awakening, the solution to the problem was before him like a vision if you've read, you know that Edgar Casey was the same way. When he was a young man in school, teachers were castigating him because he didn't know an answer, and he'd say, just, just let me lie down for a minute. It was said that he could lie down with a book and an assignment, and when he got up, he knew that assignment. How? I can't tell you, but I know he was quiet, and he permitted himself to go to that place. Here's a poem in two versions. And in which version has the person taken a vacation from stress? You have these with you. The first version. I whispered, God, speak to me. And the thunder rolled across the sky. I did not hear. So I yelled, God, speak to me. And the meadowlark sang. But I did not listen. I looked around and said, God, let me see you. And the star shone brightly but I did not notice. And then I shouted, God, show me a miracle. And a life was born, but I did not know. So I cried out in despair, Touch me, God, and let me know you are here. Whereupon God reached down and touched me. But I, I brushed the butterfly away and walked away alone. Reframing that poem, I whispered, God, speak to me. And the thunder rolled across the sky. My heart was filled with life. I cried, God, speak to me. And a meadowlark sang and said, Yes, I am listening. I looked around and said, God, let me see you. And a star shone brightly. My eyes were filled with light. I shouted, God, show me a miracle. And a life was born. I was filled with love. I cried out in joy, Touch me, God, and let me know you are here, whereupon God reached down and touched me. As I felt the wings of a butterfly on my shoulder, I stood in awe and wonder. I recommend these two poems to you for endless meditation. Christian Larson in The Path of Roses on page 162 wrote, There's only one place where the soul finds rest and contentment. All may find it. The secret is simple. Return ye unto God. Taking a permanent vacation from stress means knowing where our true security lies. It lies within and the power and the presence of God within you now and always. And with that in mind, Close your eyes now and we will say a closing prayer of peace and love where we reach around past all of our thoughts and all of our dreams and all of our make-believes and all of our challenges and we look for one thing that shining presence of God deep within us filling us and bringing us to a state of total communion with one another total peace and forgiveness and love we can let ourselves go. We have no one to impress, no one to choose, no one to fake love with, no one to laugh at, only joy to have from being, from being one with that infinite presence of God. That is our special place, and we go to that place now within us knowing that we can exist in the love of God now and forever, and we can make it be, and so it is, and we release it. Love, God, now. Amen. Thank you.